Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesser of WrestleZone.com, joined by Robert D. Fleece to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how you doing this Saturday morning? I'm doing so good, Colin. It's one Saturday morning. We are here. We are on the road to double or nothing. But first, we got to get through SmackDown. And yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do that. Uh, before we do, I just want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. Uh, so leave a like, subscribe. We appreciate your support. So, Robert, we might as well start off with, uh, I guess, the, the biggest development coming out of the show. Uh, there will be a tag title match next week between the reunited Usos and the Mysterios. Now, we could, we could break down uh, both sets of respective matches here. First, we saw the Usos face the Street Profits in a very exciting matchup to start the show. This match got some time. Uh, two of the very best tag teams in recent memory doing their thing. You know, we've talked about it before. I'm a big fan of Montez Ford. I always sleep on Angelo Dawkins, but he's he's growing on me by by the week every time I see him. And of course, the Usos, you know, one of the very best tag teams, uh, I'll say, in, in modern WWE history. This is their first time teaming together since March 2020. They're back in action. Uh, and you, you combine in all, all the Roman Reigns tension. And this is uh, definitely an, an exciting way to start the show. Um, and Robert, I, I like this match. I thought it was a great way to, you know, and we got also got an exchange before the match where both teams were kind of hyping each other up and, uh, you know, explaining what this match meant to them. And I liked it a lot. I thought it was a, it was a nice way just to, to, start, to start the show here and really make both teams feel like, you know, big deals. And I think it's bit, it was bittersweet because I really liked this match. But at the same time, uh, you and I have talked about it. You know, there's the classic idea that you know WWE doesn't really do tag team wrestling right and then you, you have a match like this and you want more right there, there's some something a little, little bittersweet about that but the, in the end the Usos pick up the win so they will be going on to face Mysterios next week for the titles Robert what do you think of this overall so I think these teams would benefit from like back in the attitude era where teams just swapped championships repetitively they can easily do that because they pulled it off here this match had no build and you nope. wouldn't know it and you wouldn't care because the promo beforehand was so good. Uh, the Usos were so, you know, on point, on fire. Ford and Dawkins, who have not been utilized as well as they could be, were in full effect here. Montez Ford is insane. He, he jumped really over is. he jumped over a human and it just looked flawless. Uh, Dawkins is probably one of the best ground wrestlers in the game. And the Usos are the Usos. And there has never been a bad Samoan wrestler minus maybe one in history. And they're just so good. They're even better at the tag game. This is everything you want wrestling to be. This is like 40 minutes yep. of just great professional wrestling. It was. I mean, for me, Great way to start the show. You know, the, the, the it's easy to say, like, oh, you know, sometimes these talking segments are boring, but here, both teams, good promos. They, 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 was, they felt pretty hot. It was a great way to like, build this match. Like you said, not a lot of build going into it, but, you know, pretty quickly here, we got to see, you know, why this is a match we should care about, you know, where, where the, the Street Profits said, hey, you know, you may have been the team once upon a time, but we're the team now. And I took some issue with that because the, the Street Profits lost the titles uh, a couple months ago. And they, like you said, they've been kind of, floating unmoored for a little bit here um but that doesn't take away from the talent obviously you got montez ford in there doing crazy things doing uh, looking great uh and i, I like this a lot and nessa curse in the comments saying you know kind of especially after this win i'll say uh she's saying the usos will get the belt soon now they will challenge the mysterios next week uh and we can might as well dive into that so later we before the show they announced that the dirty dogs the former champions will challenge for the titles uh 
last night. You know, they, they got that match, a rematch from WrestleMania Backlash. And Robert, they went with the same, uh, pretty much the same. They literally did the same thing. Let's not beat around the bush here. They only the other Mysterio. Right Except, so Rey Mysterio is praying. He is praying. And for some reason, Dominic is like, hey, let's go. And he's like, great, praying. So instead of just <laughs> sitting right by his father, perhaps praying, praying with, with him. his father. <laughs> no, Dominic just goes off. I don't know. Maybe he goes to get a donut or something. And either the prayer went very wrong and Ray was struck down by lightning <laughs> or he was mysteriously attacked. And we come back from... Uh, the break and he's oh I can't I can't I can't get out there and Dominic is well he stood up for me so I'm gonna stand up for him and do the two on one thing they did the exact same match the most entertaining thing about this is that Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode are again mistreated misutilized they should both be in the main event scene of the singles divisions and yet they're just here jobbing for uh, baby Dominic I, I did I did pop when Adolf was like, oh, this is child abuse if you send him out here. <laughs> and sure enough, Ray came out for the distraction. Dominic got the win. I don't know where we go from here. I hope the Usos just get the belts. Obviously, there's the underlying tension that Roman, for some reason, is like, you guys can't have championships. I will say, I did not like that Roman, in character, obviously, openly just like shit on the tag division and the tag titles. Oh, yeah. Why would you want those? You're in the main event now. Why would you want to be in the opening tag match? I didn't like that. I could have done without that. Yeah. And especially, you know, when the tag division isn't the most strong anyway, it's this unneeded uh, dismissal of it. But I will say, uh, I'll give my thoughts on the match. And then I, I do want to touch on that Reigns promo because I thought the part, at least parts of it were good. Uh, for me, like once they went with the, the same uh, injury angle here, I thought there's one potential interesting outcome where they could have done a story that, you know, Dominic tried to go it alone, but he could have lost and you know, kind of like could have spoke to, you know, oh, he's not he's not as good as Ray, obviously, and he's not at that level. That could be an interesting way to go. Um, but, you know, as, as you as you kind of said, predicting, uh, predicting the Usos won the titles and that's a curse thing, they probably won't let the Usos uh, keep the titles. It does make sense to have the Usos potentially win next week, win the titles, take them from the Mysterios, and that would maybe continue to blur the lines of like, are they you know, the good guys or or is, is it this gray area? Whereas by being the Dirty Dogs, that's pretty like, oh, you know, the, the good guys won. Um, that would be my prediction at this point where, you know, the fact they're going to do that next week, uh, all signs seem to point to that. But at the same time, you do have the, the Roman Reigns tension there where he's telling Jay, like, hey, you know, I'm not on board with this. You, you're main event Uso. You shouldn't be doing this. Now, we got this good backstage promo. You mentioned that, yes, Roman did bury the tag division. And he did. I, he kind of like. I didn't say. No, no, no. I didn't say he buried them. I said he defecated on the SmackDown tag team titles and tag team wrestling in general. I don't understand what the point of this is. WWE has set this precedent that tag team wrestling is garnish, it's fodder, it's nothing worth a damn. But then you want people to get excited when people win tag team titles as though it's not just a straight up demotion or less than. That is often how it's set up. And like I said, then you have this great yeah, uh, probably it was about 40 minutes total of of the pre-match promo and then the match itself of just good tag team wrestling. And like you said, Robert, everything you want wrestling to be. So the fact that we get that 
and then they turn it around and can just kind of dismiss it, bury it, you know, as he said, defecate on it. Um, it is disappointing where it's like they, they clearly can do it. And then, then it feels like sometimes they choose not to. Uh, and now we're at this fork in the road where they could give the bloodline all the belts, like Nesha Curtis is saying, give the Usos the win next week, have them be the champions with Roman, or uh, the, the complete opposite of that, Eddie Zahari saying Roman could cost the Usos the belts. Now, I will say, uh, last night during this, the Street Profits match, there was one point where Jay pulled Jimmy out of the way for a frog splash. And they, there was a brief hesitation, and I thought just for a second that uh, Jay was going to turn on Jimmy. Because if you remember last week, uh, there was that moment where Roman whispered in Jimmy, uh, Jay's ear uh, one, after he learned about the tag team match uh, that, that we saw last night. So I, I kind of they're, they're clearly hinting that Roman's not on board, that he wants Jay to take Jimmy out to teach him a lesson. That could come to a head next week uh, where either Roman... Maybe maybe he'll come to the to the stage and Jimmy uh, or Jay will realize like okay it's time I gotta gotta prove my loyalty here um, that definitely could be a possibility and uh, I've said it uh, a couple of, a couple weeks counting now it feels like we might be heading toward Roman and uh, Jimmy at the pay per view Hell in a Cell in, uh, next month but uh, I don't know I, it is a very compelling fork in the road where. Um, I like both options. I think I said last week, it's not like it's pretty much a win-win where I, I think both could be done pretty darn well. Uh, and that, that's definitely a good place to be, to be in. Um, what Which path do you think is the better of the two? Do you think we should get the, the bloodline uh, reigning supreme together? Or do you want to see Roman for, uh, face Jimmy, at least for now, and potentially get the bloodline stuff later on? I would say that... I, if I was doing it, the Usos would win the belt and we would have another challenger for Roman. I don't think we need to drag out the idea that the family would want the family to be succeeding. I don't understand why there is this rift in the family. It was one thing when it was like, well, okay, you earned an opportunity to go against me. Now we're fighting and I need to show you that, no, no, I'm the head of the table. But in this case, they're all kind of separate kings here they're doing their own thing i don't understand the negativity amongst the family i mean i think the idea is that it's not just the fact that the head of the table eats first it seems like the head of the table eats period and no one else does like that he's the well he, he throws the scraps at the rest of the family yeah and that's like you know he gives jay main event matches here and there which he usually loses uh and, and now jimmy's here trying to kind of shake up that that dynamic uh, and that maybe there's something to that, and uh, yeah, like in a lot of ways, it doesn't make sense. Like the family would benefit from everybody having titles, from everybody winning, from everybody being uh, in that in that prominent spot. Um, but there, if we're going with this tension, you know, there's as Nesker is pointing out, there's a possibility the Usos could cost Roman the title. Um, it's possible. Uh, again, I I think we've talked about it before at this point, especially given how. Um, you know how impressive this reign has been so far when roman loses the title i expect it to be you know relative pretty, a pretty clean match so that the, whoever does win will get that rub uh whether it's a guy like biggie whoever in the world it may be i have no idea at this point uh, at this point now well now that we're you know on the road to SummerSlam, and cardi b's doing the theme song and hosting may it, potentially be hosting according to some very reliable people um uh, are we getting john cena Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Could happen, man. I, and I, we said we were talking about it last week, and I was like, oh, they would say that for, for WrestleMania. But now I can see it. I mean, the, now there there's talk, just talk, 
nothing, nothing confirmed that he's at least in talks to appear on the first uh, SmackDown with live fans back. So, and yeah, I could easily say I could see them have run, run Johnson out there. Hey, the fans are back. You know, love C Nation. Yay, everyone's great. Uh, but if that could kickstart at least a temporary, you know, a short run, much like we saw uh, leading into WrestleMania 36 versus the Fiend, just a short feud like that. Obviously, Cena's in the position that he doesn't need to win, and I wouldn't expect him to. But I think that, that there's there's that history there. There's you know that past versus present clash. So that very well could be a, a good SummerSlam match, especially if it is a, a short run for John Cena like that. That's pretty easy to you know to build up to to quickly get that buzz for it, uh, especially with the fans back. That I mean, I, I it may be a, a divisive match where yeah, you know, there's a classic part timer conversation where it's like you want you know. Full full time stars to get that spot, but obviously that'd be a great thing for Roman to to really get that that marquee match at SummerSlam. You know, I would say even though Money in the Bank will be the first show with fans back since WrestleMania, uh, you know, that so I would say even though Money in the Bank will be will be great, SummerSlam is the first like big show uh, with with fans back like that. So I'm I could see it, and you know, I I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I've said it before. John Cena was my Hulk Hogan, so the, the, my inner child would, would would like to see that to see the 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 good old hero coming back trying to stop this this dastard, dastardly villain. I think there's some. Cool you know that. what's funny is I think people would have been on board um, just right before maybe a week ago, whenever he uh, had to tweet out that uh, thing that apology. Yeah. I think people would have been on board, and God, God forbid. You know, it could have almost happened there where people were actually on board with the John Cena babyface run. So close. I mean, we talked about it before, and just as a general rule of thumb, plenty of people in WWE have these uh, situations, negative publicity, whatever you want to say. Um, and I, all things considered, this is probably one of the less lesser transgressions that one could do. And it got a lot of bad buzz, and I and maybe deservedly so, but I don't necessarily think that would convince WWE to pull the plug on this potentially marquee big match for SummerSlam that they've probably wanted to do for a while, you know, at least at least especially since the, this great run for for Roman started. So, you know, maybe it's a factor, but I wouldn't expect it to entirely convince WWE to like change their mind about it. But at this point, uh, we have to wait and see what happens with that. Um, my money's still on at least Jimmy for Hell on the Cell. I think that's my prediction at this point. Could be wrong. I, I would like to see the bloodline together, you know, maybe at some point. But I think there's just such a good story with Jimmy there. Uh, and I feel like that's where we're going. And especially with Hell on the Cell not too far away. Doesn't seem like anybody else is really stepping up right now. So I think that this, to me, this feels like the most natural direction. Uh, so I, I like to see that. And then we can kind of take, take on whatever happens for Money in the Bank and SummerSlam beyond that. Uh, you know, so speaking of uh, elsewhere in the title scene, I would do want to talk about Apollo Crews facing Kevin Owens. And before the match, I was like, oh, this, you know, this is good for Apollo Crews. Like, if he beats Kevin Owens here, that's a good. That's a good win for him. Like, it will win over a former Universal Champion. And then, like, probably less than five minutes, Commander Aziz nails uh, Kevin Owens. It was, it was less than five minutes because yeah. I turned my head and the match was over. Yep, that's it. And Commander Z's, you know, hit the Nigerian nail. Kevin Owens sold it like he'd just been like brutally like assaulted, you know, all practically decapitated, like choking, gasping for air. Uh, later on, for a long eight. time, for like yeah. a, for like a full thirty minutes, he's still choking and trying to get some air. So good for him for selling yeah. it that long. Yeah, 
you know, he's a, he's a master of the craft and we see him backstage and he's like, yeah, and he was barely, you know, struggling to talk. And he says, okay, I want a title shot and I don't want Aziz to be involved. Now, technically he did beat Apollo Cruz by disqualification. So, you know, at least that makes some sense, uh, but he will get that title match next week. Uh, I don't think he'll win, but then like I said, that'll be good for Apollo Cruz. Uh, I, I I just I liked what we got, although it was a little redundant. I like what we got with Cruz and Biggie. It was this you know a nice and into it. Now we're getting this kind of quick turnaround where it's like, all right, he got attacked, getting a title match next week. Um, I don't necessarily see getting drawn out to Hell in a Cell, but it could be. Uh, I think it'll be a good match, and supposedly Aziz won't be involved, so it could be a good chance for Apollo Cruz to kind of really. I guess establish himself as the Intercontinental Champion, so I think that'll be something to look forward to. And then next week, you've got you've got the tag title match as well. So quickly, we're getting a, a Championship edition of SmackDown next week, and that's something to look forward to. Um, but I mean, thankfully, I, I hate to say it, but like Cruz, I don't really think he had a promo tonight. And then I found myself like not minding his character. Like if, if it's okay if he doesn't talk, like just just send him out there and have him wrestle, and and that's fine. That's 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 why I'm that's why I'm at with it. So for like the first time in three months, he hasn't done anything with Biggie this week. Yep. The problem with that is Biggie was in the show closing angle last week with zero. I mean, literally zero. Not even a recap package. Not even a recap. Not no. even a recap package follow up. That being that's said, that out of my system now. Yeah. I, I like this. I like this move for Kevin Owens. I hope that he wins the belt and then promptly drops it to Sami Zayn. Or we get Sami Zayn helping Kevin Owens in this fight against Aziz and Apollo Cruz, Leading to the match that I predicted. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn against Jake Paul and Logan Paul. I didn't forget. At SummerSlam, <laughs> there will be people. I didn't forget. Could happen. I mean... You know, just like the John Cena potential match with Roman Reigns, you know the WWE is going to want to put on these big matches. With, well, tell, with, the, tell, tell the truth, Colin. You look, you're like, you son of a bitch. Why are you even bringing that up? <laughs> you, you know what the way you're feeling. You're like, stop bringing that stupid idea up. But you know what? I am here to provide a little bit of levity and to see the business grow, Colin. I want to see it grow. And even though Jake Paul and Logan Paul are not my cup of tea. There's somebody's because they're one of them's fighting Mayweather, so there's somebody's cup of tea. In fact, that would it would, it would seem to be the case. Uh, and you know, assuming Cardi B is involved, they they might really be trying to go for this biggest party of the summer, like blockbuster event that SummerSlam is usually known for. Um, again, especially because the fans will be back. So, what I do you think it's it. going to be held? Where I mean, it's weird. Did, did they ever confirm Las Vegas? I thought they did. So Sports Illustrated, which confirmed the tour dates and was fed the tour dates, and yeah, literally, it was like, oh, it's first reported by Sports Illustrated. They confirmed Nevada. Okay. However, now they're making us wait till the pre-show of a horse race next week. Like what? What? What is that? <laughs> that being said, that horse race is in New York. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like MetLife or, or Met, MetLife or Barclays. Like, I'd go with Barclays. You know, yeah. like um, I want it to be in Vegas. They've never done it in Vegas. That'd Vegas be really be cool. That's different. They're promising a summer vacation destination, which I love New York. It is my hometown, but 
I don't a think it's a summer vacation destination. No. They're tired of Florida. Otherwise, I'd say that's the vacation destination. It could very well be Vegas. I hope it is. We'll have more on it as it's actually real. As of course we will. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But it's just weird that it was all but confirmed. Now they're walking it back. Now we're getting these commercials where, like last night, they showed they had the commercial with Cardi B's music, and then shortly it was reported that Cardi B would be hosting. And then it's very much this vague, uh, you know, advertisements like, okay, you know, Summer Slams this party, it brings the heat, it's hot, it's great, great, you know, and it's they they emphasize summer vacation destination. And yeah, Vegas would make some sense. Maybe California. I don't see it being New York. Um, it's it's going to be on Saturday too, which is odd. Yeah, uh, that's another thing entirely. I wonder if we're entering an era of Saturday pay-per-views, which I don't know if I would love or hate, but, but we'll see. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like it'd be weird at this point if it was Vegas because the fact they confirmed it and kind of, or it was all but confirmed and walked back. That would be a little weird from a PR perspective, but I mean, yeah, they might be tired of Florida, but for me, like Florida is the one of the the, the one of the first places that comes to mind for a summer vacation destination. That they're that's what they're hinting, but I just don't know. It's weird that we're gonna have to wait for that horse race to find out, but uh, when when that happens, we'll, we'll 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 have the coverage of the details. So uh, time will tell. Um, for me, it's funny is like just to wrap up on it. Like I almost hope it's not. And I don't think it will be. I hope it's not in New York or New Jersey because, like, that's near, that's close to me. And, like, I don't even, I don't even want to have that temptation because, like, I don't really want to go. I don't want to drop the money for it just because I, that's, that's where I, I approach these things. But, you know, I, I think Vegas will be fun. Maybe Miami, even though they might be tired of Florida. They're obviously doing Texas uh, for part of this tour. So that could be something there. I just, I don't know. Ah, Texas ain't, I look, I never had the, desire to go to texas over summer vacation um no. vegas sounds good hawaii exists that's a state i don't know if we want to go there but like that'd be something that would be something hawaii could be fun they should they should do that at some point like that that'd be you know from the like they could you know do a nice theme and, and you know very, make it very like a nice special set make it feel different event in theory uh, that's something that you know could be in the pipeline at some point in the future. I think that'd be a fun place to have. Yeah, I'd be on board with it. You know, I I think they did one. They did a couple of shows there once. Yeah, but they definitely toured there, but they should go back and do a pay-per-view. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. And, you know, even though, you know, maybe right now may not be the best time, but just eventually, I think that'd be a a fun thing to to see. Um, Something else was fun to see was Bianca Boyer facing Carmella last night uh, in a non-title match. Um, pretty decisive victory for Bianca Belair. Bailey crawled over the barricade and joined the commentary team. And pretty clearly, we are going to get Bianca versus Bailey again. Uh, Michael Cole, I think, like made it botched saying that Bianca's name. I think it's like Belanca. Um, Belanca. And, and Bailey was right there to call him out on it. So at least, you know, Bailey ripped him a new hole. <laughs> Bailey is having a good time. Bailey, I am thoroughly worried about Bailey. Now that fans are coming back because he's she's just like the premier star of this pandemic. And she came into her own and she is the best character they have. And I'm worried that fans are going to come back and they're either going to be so into her that she loses the charm or they're going to be kind of down on her again and she'll lose the scene that she had. Bailey's fantastic. 
she's my MVP for this whole pandemic era. Yeah, she's great. She's been doing great work. Um, and even again, just plenty of times she's just, she's just on commentary and, and she's contributing to the show as, as a guest commentator, like we saw last night. Um, and we've just, you know, whether it's in the ring or, or, you know, talking segments or commentary, always she's been doing something to contribute. And we saw her uh, kind of unofficially host WrestleMania, all, doing all these things to like help make any show better. Um, and I think that's some, some valid concern where, yeah, people might be behind her and then she might lose that you know that uh that like you said that, that charm where you know, a, a genuine heel the way that you know she's been playing this character or that people might be against her and, and then and then what right because like they, it does feel like yeah like like with the usos a fork in the road there and that is something kind of worth you know considering not just for bailey but for, for several people where like they've been successful during the pandemic but then you have to wonder if that will translate uh when the fans are back on a, on a regular basis uh, that is definitely one of the more compelling uh questions that we're, that we're facing as we return to some semblance of normalcy and i'm looking forward to seeing how the fans really affect the characters the stories the perceptions of of the people that we've been seeing in, in this vacuum of the thunderdome with the fake cheers uh or cheers and booze so where we, we've been told how to react and now being able to see this live reaction on a weekly basis again I, I you know if wrestlemania was any taste i don't actually think it'll be too crazy because i thought roman was gonna get cheered he didn't yeah. I thought Riddle was going to get booed to hell. He didn't. So maybe it'll be pretty much par for the course. I think McIntyre may suffer. I do think people are over McIntyre. Yeah. I, he had his year. He'll be the standout for the men in the Thunderdome. Him and Randy. I thought Randy was great. Um, it'll be interesting to see how fans react again. And it'll yeah. be interesting to see how much more lively the performers are if they're performing in front of a live crowd how much easier people get thrown by what chance by you know just stopping for every chant when is that gonna normalize again you know lots of uh things that will you know the performers and the fans that everybody will have to get used to now that the the normal environment of a show with fans will be you know back as as you know once was the routine And, and whereas it's been over a year of the Thunderdome and the empty performance, uh, empty performance center, you know, the, the, I would imagine many superstars have gotten used to that. That will be a tough adjustment. So, you know, yet again, another interesting dynamic to kind of watch play out in the, in the weeks that, or the months to come. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, something I'm looking forward to, at least on paper, uh, could be the potential return of the King of the Ring tournament. Cause we're still going with this Shinsuke Nakamura, King Corbin, uh, uh, the battle for the crown. Rick Boogs was back tonight. And he was he played not to the ring again. He, he sucked. He oh. was not good. He was not. He was. I had some time to think about this. He was not on his game last night. Why? Not good. It just sounded off. He didn't like. It just didn't sound like he was fully on board with what he was playing here. He just. I mean, it gave it its own unique live flair. I'll say this. I'm not one. If I'm going to listen to a song, I'm not ever going to listen to the live version. I'm going to listen to the studio version. It's one thing to Me be too. in the crowd at a concert, but I've never understood the fascination of the concert album. Like, nah, it's not for me. I would agree. It's funny that we're still in the Sundome era and they very well, I mean, I know it's live. They could kind of do it like a concert where, you know, they, they have them playing but actually having you know piped in music to kind of cover it where it's like you know they can control how it sounds i think that makes and it worse really 
because it just, i mean yeah i i usually think that for singing i guess i haven't really seen it more of uh you know, just purely a musical, you know, playing an instrument. But I in mind, I, I admittedly didn't think much of it. Um, you know, like I thought it was fine. And I like more more than anything, I was just glad that you know, Boogs is here on SmackDown, a new character, using him in, in this non-wrestling way. Um, I'm on board with it, just something a little different, um, especially with the potential for, for more call-ups, potentially in similar... Um, in similar ways where it's not just about the wrestling or or even managers it's like the, uh, this uh musical accompaniment for, for something nakamura uh here yeah since beats uh chad gable uh, otis tried to help gable win this match didn't work out uh, nakamura won pretty decisively pretty quickly corbin came out tried to steal the crown and i actually thought he would for a second and then the, the past couple weeks have been for nothing but uh boogs attacked corbin helped nakamura keep the crown i feel like we're heading for um I don't know, not 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 a crown on a pole match at Hell in a Cell, but basically maybe a match for the crown at Hell in a Cell rather than just like this unofficial battle for custody. Um, I feel like that's where we're going, even though we still have a couple weeks to go. Uh, you know, I'm I'm at this point, I'm just I'm I'm trying to predict the card, and that feels like one of the directions we could be going. What what do you think, Robert? What is, is does this have enough life in it to get to Hell in a Cell, or are we going to wrap this up sooner rather than later? Yeah, we can get it to Hell in a Cell. They should just defend the crown. I don't see an actual tournament forming unless Pierce is just like, hey, Corbin, you're not the king because we're going to redo the king of the ring, which I'd be fine with. I want them to. And then Woods has to win. Woods has to win. Woods has to. He's been lobbying for a while. Or he has to be cheated out of it, and he needs to, like, get his revenge and go on a singles run against whomever costs him. I'd like to see it. Yeah. I mean, that'd be great. And, uh, you know, that'd be a great way to kind of really elevate him. I think far too often he's put in this place where it's like he's Kofi's, you know, hype man or he's Biggie's hype man and or he's their tactic partner. Whereas, you know, we saw him in this match with Riddle uh, this past week on Raw. He had a great match by himself and, and he's certainly very, very talented on his own. Uh, and that'd be a great way to kind of remind people of that and really showcase that. So I hope to see him in return at some point. I think it's overdue. You don't have to do it every year. So this would be. I guess two years since we last saw it in 2019. So maybe it's time. And, and I think uh, Woods would be a great choice for it, especially now that we're seeing the crown in this storyline where the, the, the it's all about the crown. I think there's some some pretty natural you know, segue there. And I would definitely like to see that. Tournaments can be fun. And King of the Ring, you've got that natural prestige to it. So I hope to see that sooner and later, maybe by the end of the year, hopefully. You know, they still got a couple months for that. Um, you know Something's... what? Let's let's uh, let's talk about some fun fan comments here, Colin. Because people over here complimenting your coffee cup, they like Thank that, you, that you're just like you're you're in that spirit. That's one of the reasons I like it. Somebody says I look like a young Paul Stanley of Kiss. I don't know if I remind you of a young Paul Stanley of Kiss in my attitude or my looks. I, I think she's never... talking about. I think she's talking about Rick Boogs because we were talking about his guitar and his guitar playing. So well, she well, said, she's, no, well, she said Robert. I mean, Robert. He reminds. Okay, me. I was like, okay, I thought. I'm gonna say I didn't know that I resembled a young Paul Stanley of Kiss. Rick Boogs, on the other hand, yes, Rick Boogs does resemble a young Paul Stanley of Kiss. I was very worried there for a second. I had questions, but yeah, I like Boogs. I, I don't want it to seem like. I was down on his performance, so I'm down on him. I just didn't like his performance last night. But yeah, I'm a fan of Boogs. Yeah. And as for me, 
I don't, I, it takes des- like I'm, I'm a coffee addict, but it takes desperate times for me to break it out on the podcast. But we had late night dynamite last night. I was covering that after covering SmackDown. And boy, I tell you, I, I needed coffee last night. I need it this morning because you know what? Night. You opened up the can of worms there with dynamite. Let's talk about Tony Khan, shall we? So, uh, it's it's topical. Tony Khan during Friday Night SmackDown, what the AW put out a video was I think it was eight twenty two, and it was before Diamond went on air at ten o'clock. And Tony Khan, about a minute and a half of this man, the AW president, roasting WWE president Nick Khan. My favorite line: He said, "There's only room for one Khan in in the wrestling business, and it's me, Tony Khan. It's not some con man." i love it man this was the best thing i saw yesterday hell uh, the best thing all week like this you know all all the time you say wwe aw it's it's this imaginary war or or it's something that that the fans hype up no like yeah it was it was in character he was he was being you know a vince mcmahon like boss but there's clearly some tension here where it's like you know the the uh, as a segue the, the the heart of it was that a report came out the WWE has at least been talking with New Japan Pro Wrestling about working together. And now, of course, AW with the Forbidden Door, they've been working with New Japan for months now. So basically, Tony Khan said, oh, you've been talking to New Japan for two months? Well, gee, in the past two weeks, I've got Yuji Nagata, Ren Narita, I reunited Rapongi Vice, uh, I'm doing all these things, and I'm going to keep doing things. So yeah, Nick Khan, you've done a lot in, in a couple months, because I've done all these things uh, in, in two weeks. I thought this was amazing. I, I, I love it. so good. Uh, this ah. is what wrestling needs. I think this is this 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 fun competition and, and just taking shots. Now, granted, sometimes people go too far or or it backfires. It doesn't work. This was just good, right? I like it, I I like this a lot. Um, I it put a smile on my face, and uh, yeah, it was you know, Tony Khan just kind of you know hyping hyping up AEW, hyping up you know what he's been able to do with New Japan. But I thought this was just. This was fantastic. Like, oh man, like good, good for him, and like good for good for AW. And like, I mean, I'll say it, Robert. You and I are here. We're talking about SmackDown. AW, they're on a roll. They've got this great show this weekend. So like, I'm quickly coming around where I'm like, going from like, you know, very biased WWE fan to like, no, like I really like WWE, AW, Ring of Honor. Like, I'm becoming more well-rounded. Where I don't have an inherent, you know, hundred percent bias. Where I'm like more like. I want everybody to do well. And I, like, I saw this promo. I was like, man, you like maybe a year ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, screw him. Like, go WWE. But now I'm like, no, man, like, go AEW. Like, live, live your best life. You know, they're doing these great things. Um, what did, what do you think of this, Robert? I like this a lot. Well, I, think, I thought this was fantastic. I think people need to actually enjoy rivalries. And this is why that kind of stuff is fun to begin with. And we talk about the Monday Night War, but then anytime there's a little shot fired, everybody's. Oh my god, Ellen, that's that's so mean, that's so dumb. Tony Khan, I think, does have some big things in store. Do we see, I'll throw this into the fire since this is a SmackDown show. We have not been able to talk about Daniel Bryan in a month. Nope. Do Daniel Bryan was mentioned by Mike Johnson of PW Insider as the main crux of these discussions between WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Do we see Daniel Bryan at Double or Nothing? Is he in the battle royal? I'll just no, 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 no. Dan O'Brien is not showing up in a battle royal. Okay, I, I will, I will. Well, it's I, a battle royal to I win know. a title shot. But like, okay, I'm not trying to like dismiss anybody, but I guess the last uh, battle royal surprise was Ethan Page. Um, in the past, I think it was Brian Cage uh, uh, last year, and they, they've had a couple other ones, but. 
they had Matt Seidel at uh, I yeah, think that was last did. year as well. He slipped. Daniel, all those guys are they're great in their own ways, right? Daniel Bryan, okay, future Hall of Famer. Even if he does work with AW and supposedly burns his bridge with WWE for the short term, Daniel Bryan's not going to be in this battle royale. If he shows up at any point, it'll be in, in a different way. He'll he'll confront Kenny Omega directly. He'll he'll do something different, right? He doesn't need this battle royale. He can show up and say like. I want to wrestle the best wrestlers in the world. I'm here, whatever. Um, he very well, I I don't, it could happen, right? His contract expired. No, there's no non-compete clause. It could happen. He's the only one that can show up. Yes. At the uh, because, uh, there are non-compete clauses for others. Uh, I think even Andrade, you know, his, his isn't quite up yet. I could, I'm not positive on that one. Um, I, I will say if, you know, we, we know WWE in the past, they've been very isolationist and they don't want to work with people, other promotions as much, obviously, as AEW has. But if anything could convince WWE or, or, or could sway that mindset, it would be the fact that Dana Bryan has publicly said he wants to wrestle for other companies around the world without burning his brain, like without, you know, while helping WWE, while doing it like for right. WWE. So if anything could convince WWE to like, change their minds even a little bit it would be like okay we've got this guy been a company man for years but obviously every, most people I would, i'll safely say most people love dan o'brien he's had a lot of success future all famer if anything could convince him to do that it would be to say okay new japan uh maybe we won't do this forbidden door you know exchange where you've got you know using using the or, or whoever may be showing up on smackdown but I could easily see him saying, okay, this is what Dan Bryan wants. We don't want him to leave. This is a, a way we could get him to stay for however long it might be. Um, I see that happening, but if it doesn't work out, uh, Dan Bryan could go to AW for the exact same reason where it's like, all right, you know, he, then I can potentially work for with new Japan. If he wants to, I'll say with impact, maybe uh, could happen. Um, I don't know which is more likely at this point. Obviously, there's no way to know who, what anybody's thinking at any given point in time. Uh, but that's uh, we've talked about before. When, when this round of releases happened, and then then Dana, Dana Brand's contract expired, it's like there's no way to know how it's going to unfold, right? And and I think you know the the, the WWE fan of me, of course, wants to see Brian stay. But then obviously, we, I, there's that there's that very exciting hook of like, wow, if he showed up in AW, that would be probably their biggest swings i would say since moxley maybe i mean i'd, I'd probably go that far not because uh, it, it, i'd not be because, honest it might be bigger because yeah, I, I, I meant just comparatively yeah i think it would be bigger but one of the two it. headlined wrestlemania one of the two did it twice and one of the two did it this year it'd be unbelievable if he just shows up a double or nothing if it's not double or nothing, I I can't think it'd be on a random episode of Dynamite. So then their next shot to do so would presumably be all out, and I don't necessarily. And maybe Dan and Ryan might want to take a couple you know, a little longer stretch of time off. So maybe that would happen. But um, I don't know, man. Like I, I it's interesting because it is like this kind of not a coin flip, but like, you know, WWE could try and make that happen, but obviously it takes two to tango. So if, if new Japan isn't satisfied with that, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Obviously they, I'm sure they'd want Dan O'Brien on, on some of their shows. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, that'd just be something else. So if Dan O'Brien either showed up in the online all the wrestling, or if he did work some, uh, New Japan shows and, and then what, what that might mean otherwise, like what that would, you know, if, if that's not 
it if there is some exchange if we see new japan stars in wwe i just don't know or or you know maybe they work in nxt for a bit and, and kind of i'm not sure how that might work it's just uh, a lot of, a lot of it, it's exciting it's like the one thing about wrestling today is there might be some overkill there might be some oversaturation but it's exciting you don't know what's going to happen and that's a feeling that we shouldn't take for granted because as we've seen for the last 20 years, it could all be over within a second. And then, then what do you do? Yeah. You know, and we're here enjoy- enjoying that ride as long as it may last. And I hope that it does for quite a while. Um, but, but, you know, obviously one very exciting thing. Well, actually, no, let's, let's hold off on the other stuff for now. First, let's rate SmackDown before I forget. I always do. But what do you think of SmackDown this week overall? Putting aside the Dana Bryan stuff for a second. I will give it a seven and a half. Largely due to the strength of the Usos against the Street Profits. I think this show set up a lot of great things for next week. But, you know, it was overall a weak show. I Carmella is just there. The Riot Squad, which we didn't even talk about, the Riot yep. Squad lost to Tamina and Natalia. They're just there. Kudos to Tamina for winning another match. Like, that's cool. But everybody kind of feels lost right now. Yeah. Someone, I mean, I, before I forget, it, uh, we got a little more from the Seth Rollins Cesaro bit where Rollins apparently was his birthday and he said, oh, Seth Rollins, uh, Cesaro isn't here to ruin my birthday. He blamed the fans for why he. That wasn't a good promo, by the way. Okay. So. I thought it was fine. And then he pulled out this fake audio of Cesaro like groaning in the hospital and he laughed. I'm like, all right, you lost me. Then he kind of brought me back where I like the idea that he said, okay, like I'm blaming the fans. It's your fault for, you know, making Cesaro believe he deserves these chances that des- deserve to fight for the world title. Cause that's true. The, 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 not, not true. Like hundred percent. I'm just saying that the fans really like rad behind Cesaro gave them their support for years. And now we finally got it. Mm-hmm. Cesaro you know, was put in this place where he was at the, to- the top of the show. And then that fell off the rails. But I thought it brought me back a little bit. Overall, not a great promo. Uh, it does look. Yeah. I would. I. I'm going to say at this point, it feels like we could be getting Cesaro and Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell in Hell in a Cell. Uh, that on- seems like the only match across both brands right now that could realistically be inside the cell. My so- money's on Seth and Cesaro and Drew and and Bobby Lashley on Raw. Right. But then it's like now you've kind of teased people about this kofi kingston thing and people yep. would rather that you've made a mistake you have made a <laughs> grave mistake you should have just said hey braun lose to drew and go inside and drew go inside hell in a cell because now that you've teased kofi people want kofi kofi's pinned the champion people want it that's something i don't even think uh drew has done so there Since you go last, last year no not that i can recall yeah. um uh, worth noting, Laura Rock pointed out that Rollins did get new theme music. It was Burn It Down and then some some different music. So now. So, so uh, I don't want to talk about their music. Their music department right now is not great. Let's, let's just leave it at that. Yeah. I'm glad that they had the sensibility to add the Burn It Down back because that's what people were enjoying with the Seth Rollins theme. Even though there's no longer that lead in right. that people enjoyed because they knew when Chant Burn It Down. Yes. And maybe they'll bring that back when the fans are back. Who knows? Maybe they'll keep tweaking it. But uh, one other thing I just want to touch on. We didn't see Aleister Black. It was just this point not getting follow-up. But there's some theories that maybe he's the reason he's the guy that attacked Rey Mysterio. Because after all, he was he's been out here talking about his daddy issues. 
and it attacked Rey Mysterio, a father, maybe there's there's some there. Uh, or or it was just the, the dirty dogs again, and we just didn't see that. Um, well, no, they were very, very clear to continue. Who was it? Who did it? Who attacked it? Like, so clearly they have other plans. Okay. But... So maybe that'd be something. If they, I've heard some people speculating, maybe we'll get uh, this Alistair Black, like, not like this was like guy that goes out there fighting everybody. It's not just Biggie. And obviously, Biggie will probably want revenge. So we'll get that feud or at least a temporary program there i like the idea of, of black and uh, Mysterio. i think that'd be a lot of fun as well hopefully we'll get some follow-up on that next week i heard at least rumor that they for once for once the creative team wanted something to quote unquote breathe for a week and that's why we didn't get uh a follow-up here where they wanted to immediately bring biggie back for to face Alistair black to confront Alistair black but it, it was present we didn't even get a video package and that's one reason why uh for me i would probably agree with you robert for smackdown giving it I'll go for a 7.9 because the, the first match was so good. Um, I'm really obviously digging the Roman stuff and the Uso stuff is great. I'm excited for next week, the stuff they, they set up for that. Uh, and like I said, they, they're very much, at least on SmackDown, in some ways, they're they're in a position where they, they can do a lot of great things. They just have to do it. You know, like I said, with, with Roman and the Usos, seems like a win-win if, if they handle it right. And that's, that's a rare position for them to be in. So. I'm excited, and I—I I mean, I can't—I—I I started to go higher than eight because it was a fairly light show like that, and uh, you know, when you when they do give the first like 40 minutes of a TLR show to one match slash segment of, about that match, that's not surprising. But so that's why my scores propped up that. So I thought it was a good show, albeit a fairly light one, um, and a, a nice just way to enter this weekend where we've got uh, obviously a lot of stuff to look forward to namely uh, aw double or nothing going to be a great show we'll have plenty uh, of coverage up uh, here wrestle zone uh, donald tiangelo is literally there so yep. we'll be getting some hands-on coverage with the uh the, the action figure reveal the fan fest all that good stuff it's all here at wrestle zone and yeah it's a good weekend it's the start of normalcy again apparently in wrestling so because it's this event, and then as soon as we get to July, there's one more month of June. But as soon as we get to July, it's pretty much normal. Yeah, and uh, as we've talked about before, it's exciting. It feels good. I hope people make good choices and stay safe. Um, but it is good. You know, it is good. I, we're watching AEW last night. It's hard not to just like get into it. Like you, you hear the fans again and, and the electric crowd and everything. And I'm very much looking forward to having that back uh, for for SmackDown, for Raw, for WWE, and everything on a regular basis. So very much looking forward to that. Uh, and obviously, uh, even on, especially just until we get to that point. But even beyond that, obviously, we will be here uh, pretty much on a daily basis covering the shows. Uh, uh, John Clark and I do the the Raw post on Mondays. John and I also do the <laughs> John NXT Clark post. is very excited about the world being back to normal. God bless that kid. He, he is so happy. John's MVP. John John uh, tweeted four minutes after they announced the return uh, of touring. He's like, "I'll see you guys in Texas that first day." Uh, John's great. I enjoy doing the shows with him uh, for Raw and NXT. Robert, of course, you and I always. Uh, well, we'll probably the, the, we're doing SmackDown this week because of the Friday Night Dynamite. We'll be back here on Saturday next week for another Friday, Friday Night Dynamite. Dynamite, and then eventually we'll probably be, for, be forced to shift to Saturdays once AW Rampage comes around in August. We'll cross the bridge when we come to it, but that does seem to be in the pipeline. Uh, and then otherwise, we've got a great stream of, of interviews constantly coming at you guys. 
Bill Pritchard recently interviewed Mike Bennett. He interviewed Eric Redbeard. Uh, Fred interviewed Russell. Sean Spears. Like Sean Spears ahead of ahead of AWW. Nothing. A great and great interview there. A lot, tons of great stuff. And uh, obviously, the, the, uh, we just mentioned Dominic will be uh, on the, boots on the ground in D- Jacksonville this weekend. And uh, the the Dynamite dudes will have attitude. Uh, co- cover your AW needs by talking all things AW. And they also do WC, WCW rewritten. Lots of fun fancy booking stuff. All this great stuff and more. Always available. At WrestleZone, wherever, you know, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, whatever any people got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. We appreciate you and your support. Thank you for listening. Robert, anything you want to plug before or say before we get out of here? Yeah, follow me everywhere at Dude Felice. I really appreciate it. As we head on this crazy week of wrestling, you guys know I'm just about everywhere there is in the world of wrestling uh, online. So Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Instagram. All that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you for your support. And guys, enjoy the weekend. And more importantly than that, just remember to keep a smile on your face and keep enjoying wrestling. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everybody.